0: Welcome to the Checkpoint Charlie Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie James. Uh, Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with all of your like-minded conservative friends or uh, even even some of your uh, liberal-minded friends, if you will. And while you're at it, don't forget, tune in each weekday from 3 to 7 to the Charlie James Show on News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Now, you got to admit... Over the past couple of years, conservatives really haven't had a whole lot to celebrate. It just seems like it's been one big disappointment after the other. Now, if we go back and you remember um, when when all of these re- Republicans and I use air quotes here uh, were actually uh, running for Congress. They said, you give us the house, you give us the house, and by golly, we will stop all of this. We will we will stop the, Joe Biden and his agenda dead in its tracks, because why? We have the power of the purse, and when you have the power of the purse, you can stop all of these shenanigans. Well, we gave them the house, and they didn't stop it, and mainly because of Kevin McCarthy. So it was one big disappointment after the other. But you would think we would learn. You would think conservative voters would actually learn. Because remember, because we've seen this story before. You give us the House and we'll have the power of the person. Then we'll be able to stop them. And then nothing happens. And they go, yeah, well, you know what? We really need the Senate. You give us the House and the Senate. And then we're going to get something done. And then not, we give them the house and the senate, and nothing gets done. And then they go, "Well, you know, we really can't do anything without having uh, having the White House as well." So you guys give us the White House, and by golly, we will absolutely get things done. Well, we they, we did that under the first uh, six months, or or, or or the first year of the Trump administration. We gave them everything they wanted: house, senate, White House. All the power, all of the control. What got done? The only thing that got done was what Donald Trump was able to do through executive orders and and in some case, uh, some cases actually getting uh, bipartisan support. So it it's never been as cut and dry. It's never been as simple as just give us the House and the Senate and the White House because remember, we could have had, The border wall fully funded if it weren't for the likes of people like John McCain. We could have had Obamacare repealed and replaced. But because it was Trump and we had some petulant little brats in the House and the Senate, nothing got done. And again, that was a big disappointment. What was able to be done was only through what Donald Trump was able to do practically all by himself. So we'll jump forward to modern day here now. uh, Current times. So they tell us, if you give us the house, we'll be able to do something. And they did nothing. They said, we will stop this debt limit increase and because America has got... Well, then they come along with this big hokum about, well, we've got to, we've got to protect our bond rating. We've got to protect our bond rating, so we have to raise the debt limit. That would literally be like you having some serious financial problems in your home, and then you go to your credit card company and ask them for an increase in your credit line. It's not going to help you long term. What you've got to do is actually cut spending. You've got to actually make some really serious, sound financial decisions in your life. You don't just continue spending. That's got to stop. Well, they raised the debt limit, even though everybody wanted that um, uh <clears throat> actually kept the same or even reduced and then they come along because they're supposed to have a budget the Constitution says you have to have a budget by October the first of every year when's the last time we had a budget I mean I literally I, I I can barely remember the last time that Congress passed a budget no they would rather pass these continuing resolutions and kick the, the, the can down, down the street <clears throat> so We had the continuing resolution or we were going to have a government shutdown. And by golly, we promise you we're we're not going to cave in. We're going to get some reduction in spending or we're not signing this continuing resolution. Well, what did McCarthy do? He tiptoed across the lawn and he made some deals with the Biden administration. And we had a continuing resolution. So that's when eight people. Matt Gates, Nancy Mace, six others decided, you know what? Kevin McCarthy is not doing what he said he was going to do. So we're going to get rid of the guy. And they did. They got rid of Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House. And everybody thought the world was going to come to an end. Well, it didn't, did it? In fact, uh, as I said in a previous podcast and on the radio show, I kind of enjoyed the three weeks we didn't have a Speaker of the House. Because then we didn't have any spending. That was kind of a little bit of a break. It was almost like tax-free weekend uh, right before school uh, starts. I know, bad analogy. But still, it was kind of the same feeling that, hey, at least we're not spending money. And everybody was talking about chaos this and chaos that. There was no chaos. There really was no chaos. The only chaos was trying to find a new Speaker of the House. That's where it gets really interesting. Because, you see, you had Kevin McCarthy, you had uh, Jim Jordan, you had Byron Donalds, you had uh, Tom Emmer, you had several other people that all wanted to be Speaker of the House. And I always had a sneaky feeling, always did. After um, uh, Jim Jordan was shot down, what, three times in in the vote, I had a sneaky feeling that we were actually going to do a complete 360 and come right back to Kevin McCarthy. Because remember, Kevin McCarthy wanted everybody to everybody to ask him to be Speaker of the House. He said he wasn't going to run for Speaker. He wanted to be asked. Basically, he wanted people to bow and scrape to him in order. Oh, please, Kevin. Oh, please run for Speaker of the House. We are doomed without you. Well, that didn't happen. So then Kevin McCarthy hatched a plan, and it was a very interesting plan, and it almost came to fruition. You see, behind the scenes, Kevin McCarthy was actually stabbing other candidates for Speaker of the House in the back, just like a slimy little weasel does. like I said, it was. Uh, I had this sneaky feeling that we were actually going to come back to Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House. Well, Matt Gaetz uh, released a, a statement yesterday, did a little video, and he actually explained that what was going on behind the scenes was, in fact, Kevin McCarthy was trying to stab other people in the back. I mean, even, even Steve Scalise was kind of doing this. Now, Scalise voted for Jim Jordan. You see, but we are also hearing that behind the scenes, Scalise was actually telling people not to vote for Jim Jordan. He's like, listen, I'm going to vote for him just to make it look good. But you guys do not support Jim Jordan. So that was the demise of Jim Jordan. Then something happened yesterday that was really amazing. We had a man named Mike Johnson who was put up for Speaker of the House. He's a guy that nobody, you know, the casual observer, had never really heard of before. Mike Johnson got the, 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 the designee status as Speaker of the House and then got 100% of the Republican vote on the floor to become Speaker. That was unprecedented. I mean, that's, that's almost never happened before where you see every single member of the Republican Party voting for Mike Johnson. And you know what? I'm starting to like this guy. The Honorable Mike Johnson of the state of Louisiana has received 220 votes.
1: Therefore, the Honorable Mike Johnson of the state of Louisiana, having received a majority of the votes cast, is duly elected Speaker of the House of Representatives for the 118th Congress.
0: So now Mike Johnson is the Speaker of the House. What can we expect from him? Well, I don't know. Only time will tell. But if we go by past behavior of Mike Johnson, we might be pleasantly surprised. Here's Mike Johnson raking FBI Director Christopher Wray over the coals.
1: The FBI made the social media platforms pull that information off the internet if it came from conservative sources. They, they did this under the guise that it was disinformation. Can you, can you define what disinformation is? What I can tell you is that our focus is not on disinformation, broadly speaking. Well, wait a minute. Yes, it is. Wait a minute. Can I answer the question? You can in a minute. Your star witness said in the litigation, Elvis Chan, who's in charge of this, said they do it on the basis of disinformation. We We need a definition of what that is. Our focus is on malign foreign disinformation, that is, foreign hostile actors who engage in covert efforts to <laughs> Mr. abuse Ray, Mr. our social media platforms, which is something that is not seriously in dispute. I have to stop phenomenon. you for time. That's not accurate. You need to read this court opinion because you're in charge of enforcing it. The court has found that, and Elvis Chan testified under oath in charge of this for you. He said 50 percent. He had a 50 percent success rate in having alleged Election disinformation taken down or censored—that that wasn't just foreign adversary sir. That was American citizens. How do you answer for that? Well, first off, I'm not sure that's a correct characterization. It comes right out of testimony. the opinion. You should read what I, of, of his testimony. But what I would say is the FBI is not in the business of moderating content or causing any social media company to suppress or censor. That is not what the court has found.
0: And here's Mike Johnson really taking Alejandro Mayorkas to task. No, no,
1: hold North on, Korea. hold on, don't go, don't talk about foreign adversaries, because the court and the witnesses on your behalf in the court testified under oath, different than what you're saying today, that they made no distinction between foreign people who put things on the internet and domestic voices. Do you disagree with that statement? Uh, Congressman, can you share with me the context of that statement? It would be awesome if you had read the federal court opinion that directly says that your agency is involved in the greatest cover-up of the, or the free speech in U.S. history. But yeah, I'll tell you what the, the, the court says. It says people involved with your agency were meeting regularly with the social media platforms and giving them lists of persons and information that they said should be pulled off the internet, suppressed. That means turned down, volume censored so no one saw it. And the court said millions, millions of free speech protected postings were not seen by the American people prior to the 2022 election because your employees subjectively determined that they shouldn't see it. That's the problem. And the idea that you would sit here in front of us and pretend like you don't know that was happening, is, is just alarming. I, I'm out of words to describe how frustrated we are with you and your department. I'm out of time.
0: And here's Mike Johnson talking about impeaching
1: Joe Biden. But remember that Article 1, Section 2 of the Constitution itself expressly states that the sole power of impeachment belongs here to this house. And then Article 2, Section 4 says, listen to the language carefully. It's expressly written in the Constitution. This is not political talking points. We're not making this up. It says, in Article 2, Section 4, that the President shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of, treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. My friends, I just listed just a small sampling, just the tip of the iceberg of of the credible allegations and the mounting evidence that shows that Joseph Biden has engaged in bribery schemes, pay-to-play schemes. This is what the evidence shows. We have to follow it. We took an oath to uphold the Constitution. The Constitution requires this action. The inquiry is the appropriate step. We have no choice to pursue the facts wherever they lead and we will leave no stone unturned.
0: So maybe, just maybe, there is a glimmer of hope on the horizon. Maybe just right there, there's that little tiny ray of sunshine that is coming our way. Hopefully, Everything is going to turn out well. Hopefully, the investigations into Joe Biden and Hunter Biden are going to continue. Hopefully, the impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden is going to continue. I mean, if, if past behavior is any indicator, uh, indication of future behavior, maybe it will. So I'm just starting to wonder, Do we, do we actually finally have the guy as Speaker of the House that we wanted? Maybe we didn't even know it. Sometimes, I remember uh, when I was uh, doing a little bit of ministry, um, uh, my, uh, my lead pastor would say, uh, Charlie, sometimes the miracle is in the house. Meaning sometimes if, if you're looking for somebody to come along and do the job, maybe it's one of the unsuspecting people in the congregation that is put there in for that particular reason, to take care of that particular problem or circumstance or whatever it is. But maybe. Just maybe Mike Johnson is the guy that we've been looking for. We can certainly hope. We can certainly hope. But when you get every single member of the House of Representatives on on the Republican side to vote for one guy, that's a pretty big deal. It really is. And I certainly hope that Mike Johnson is the guy that we've been looking for. This is the Checkpoint Charlie podcast.